Monday on Daily Delivery, Patrick Royce joins me as always. Um, Patrick, we got plenty to get, plenty of things to get to as often happens this time of year, but I think we got to start with go for football, even though we'll get into some Timberwolves, some, maybe some Packers, some maybe some even go some little go for hockey talk, maybe at the end, some World Series talk, uh, setting that up as well. But Gophers, Patrick, um, just a few weeks ago got ranked. Um, I don't I think they came in at like number 21 when they were four and oh, um, people were starting to talk about, I don't know if you saw this, people were starting to talk about like, can they get to not just win the big 10 West? Can they go to like the, the, you know, the, the college football playoff? Like that was, that was being discussed locally and nationally since then. Owen three outscored 91 to 41 in three games, including of course, Saturday's loss at Penn State, a, a blowout, one that was reasonably close, at least score-wise, at halftime. And then Penn State takes over. I think they outscored him 21-0 in the third quarter. Final 45-17. to um, In the immortal lip reading of Aaron Rodgers, what are we doing out here? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, well, let me say this. I'm being accused of uh, jumping on the bandwagon and then them going 0-3. I jumped on the bandwagon two days before they kicked the living hell out of Michigan State yes. in East Lansing. And the reason I did was because I had seen a team that I thought was going to go and kick the hell out of Michigan State. Yeah. And what has happened since then, I have no idea. But to me, Fleck is a, is just so responsible for the pathetic performance Saturday. He starts his freshman quarterback. Penn State doesn't know anything about this kid. He's an athlete. And he does not let him try to do anything in the first half until the game is over, until it, until Mich- until Penn State has taken control of the game. They won't let the kid do anything. They don't m- try to make any plays. What was wrong with him? That he is, he is. You know, once in a while, he'll, you, you know, you, you'll think they're ready to be ready and, and have a good game plan and go after a team like they should once in a while. But he coaches so scared yeah. so many times, it drives you crazy. And then all of a sudden, you'll go for it on fourth at his own 28-yard line. Right. Some stupid thing like that. He is not a good in-game coach. You know, not, you know, not every game is he an idiot. But He's he's he was an idiot Saturday. You got to turn. This is you know this is not Siraka. This is him uh, wanting to say, well, maybe we can go into Penn State and beat them nine to six with this defense or something. What what is wrong with him? What's what what they got to let this kid try to make a play, don't they? I would think uh, so. Well, yeah. You know, and finally, when it was seventeen to three, it could have been worse. By the way, they yes. they threw that great big thirty yard air ball that the, that the wide receiver made the only good catch they made the whole game right uh and then they run, ran down on, and then they got that touchdown at the end of the half to uh kind of out of there you come into the second half and all of a sudden you got a little confidence in the in the in the quarterback because he, he's finally done something on that last drive and then bomb three and out and they're they're you know, and then their defense just collapsed against. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big Clifford fan, but 
you got to cover uh, the, when the tight ends running right down the middle of the field, maybe somebody should consider covering them and things like that. So yeah, it was pathetic. And, but it, it is one of the shocking collapses we've seen around here. Right. I mean, we've seen a lot of collapses from gopher football teams, but certainly not one, you know, winning the West after they won at Michigan State, seemed almost inevitable, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois is, I mean, I was terrible. Yes. Wisconsin's terrible. Right. Nebraska has been terrible. Uh, it, it was sitting there, and now this, you know, they better watch out. Greg Schiano, who can coach, is coming in with Rutgers. They might lose at home to Rutgers, these guys. Rutgers is not good, but they're not as bad as they normally are. I mean, uh, they, it's 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 pretty much uh, incredible the way they've uh, fallen on their face. It is funny. I love the Gopher holders. There's there's a few people saying, "Boy, flex jobs, <laughs> you know, flex jobs and snake now and stuff like that." Uh, no, it's not. No. But the the good thing about this is you don't have to give them a raise after this season. You <laughs> thought you were going to have to, right? <laughs> right. Halfway through, you were saying they're going to have to give them eight million. They're going to have to tear up the contract. They're going to have to uh, do do this and that. And you know, he's one more loss from getting the vote of confidence, don't you think, from the athletic director? Although Coyle wouldn't do that because he never speaks. So, uh, uh, but uh, doesn't yeah, talk in season. I don't, I don't know how. I, I don't know where this came from, but it's it's pretty phenomenal. And and here's the deal. I don't know. Rutgers is that home, homecoming game? That's here, yeah. They already had homecoming. We've already had homecoming, right? The they lost area. homecoming, right? That was the yeah, that was yeah. what started all this. Yeah, without homecoming, I bet they don't have. I bet they don't have forty thousand people there. Uh, on uh, I mean, in reality, they'll announce right. more than that Saturday, though. The, the buzz is gone. That's for sure. Oh, the buzz man. is gone. Way gone. gone. And the buzz. Is, and when you look around town, the only buzz now is the Vikings. So. You know, that's uh, as far as uh, in, in with the pro teams. So, uh, you know, it's all it's back. There was a there was a about three weeks there. You wondered, oh, this is kind of like what Holtz came when, in, you know, the, the, the Gophers are got a chance to take over the town. Right. <laughs> and then the Vikings kept winning. And these guys, uh, I don't know. Somebody's got to be smarter than me to explain to me how they can get beat this bad physically their uh, offensive line who they you know were kind of talking up as just as good as last year's even though they lost four starters is uh you know not moving anybody i mean ibrahim got his 100 yards on 30 carries it took right. 30 carries to get 102 yards so the the big goal of the whole uh, second half after it got out of hand was to make sure he got his 100 yards and uh uh and and the defensive line is terrible. They just get moved all over the place. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty amazing because what I could not figure. I think I could not figure out all week how the point spread stayed at four and a half or five. How did it? They were five point underdogs. I don't know. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I think people were still giving the Gophers a lot of credit for those first four weeks. And you know, the thing we got to remember is we kept saying. Yeah, they haven't beaten anybody. And now Michigan State, in retrospect, wasn't all that good. They no. were probably overrated. So it was, it's like we, they got to 4 and 0, and you almost just didn't want to trust your eyes. You didn't want to say, yeah, well, they still haven't beaten anybody. You wanted to just say, well, if you beat four teams, no matter how bad they are, 
you beat him that badly, you must be pretty yeah. good. And it's just some kind of combination of we overrated and overestimated yes. what they were and something, I mean, they just completely fell apart. You know, part of it's that for a game and a half or part of part of last week and all this week, they didn't play with, they played without Tanner Morgan, but there's also the question of like, can you, you've had four years of four or five years of Tanner Morgan. Now, can you develop another quarterback? Can yeah. You, right. Can there yeah. be another guy that's ready to play? Could, why yes. not Cole Kramer in that game? He's, he's been running that wildcat for a million years now. Well, I don't know. It was, it's strange that the quarterback position is still so reliant on Tanner Morgan, who hasn't been all that great this year, especially as they've, you know, especially in these last few games. You know, he was, you know, he had a good year in 2019, right? That yeah, when he, had two, when he had two NFL yeah. draft picks to throw yeah. to. Yeah. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Here's the... uh... You know the, the the Purdue game though, you're you're four and zero. They come to town and you get ten points against them. Yes. Since then, since then they gave up thirty seven to Nebraska, and then they got beat uh, Saturday by Wisconsin, mauled by Wisconsin. How did you get ten points against them at home? How, how did that happen? That's the one you got to look back at and say, you know, okay, Illinois manhandled you physically and Penn State was, you know, just was better than you. But, uh, but it, you know, they should have been that much better if you would have actually covered the receivers. But, uh, uh, I, I mean, how did that, that's the one that's yeah. just it, unexplainable. And then it just started to this collapse. And, you know, now Iowa... I think I think we're, we're probably going to rush the field when we beat Iowa right here because uh, well, we haven't beat them in so in, in a long time because they're god awful. And uh, but you know Wisconsin, Nebraska, they, they could lose at Nebraska. They could lose Wisconsin. They could you know they're they're going to be they're going to be the Big Ten. What as deals with eight or nine bowl games, they're going to be getting one of the bottom picks the way it's going here. Wow. I know from a, from a point where you're looking at maybe a New Year's you know top six bowl and yeah you're right because and that, that's the that's what that's what the optimists are still saying right now too it's like oh, there's a lot of season left still can beat iowa yeah. still can win these trophy games still can beat wisconsin it's like yeah that's nice like in a in a regular year like if they had just gotten to four and three yeah. by kind of you know yeah. stumbling their way through if they you know were two and two at one point then they won a couple then maybe you could kind of look at the bright side but when you start four and oh when you look like you might be a team that could do something special, even if, even if that wasn't the case, like even if we were overrating them, like you can't then change the narrative to say, well, boy, you could still win some trophies this year and it could still be a successful season. Like it's hard to, like, you know, unless they win these last five and, yes. you know, go nine and three with, with a lot of nice wins that then, yeah, then the narrative changes again, but it's going to be hard to turn this narrative around from where it was yeah. to where it is now to get back to feeling like this was a successful season. I think it's the first time they lost three in a row since 18. That was, I, but here's a kind of the hidden factor here that, that makes you wonder. Uh, he came in 
and uh, the first year they had a terrible recruiting year because he was replacing Clay's and right. they weren't much okay. So then nationally, I looked it up again. They finished 38th mm-hmm. nationally, 38th nationally, back to back, 29th in uh, 2020. Their recruiting was uh, for, for the 2021 season. They were 29th. They were like in the top six or seven of the Big Ten. And probably got a boost there off of the 19 season. Yeah. Since then, 55th and 50th right now. And uh, and uh, ten, 14th in the Big Ten last year. Where'd that come from? That's a good question. 55 and, and, and 55th nationally, 14th in the Big Ten. This year, right now, they're standing 50th and uh, 10th in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, I, what, what happened? We got the new facility. We got the we got the enthusiastic, beloved coach. We got the, you know, the great atmosphere. How the hell did they fall off the map recruiting-wise? I, I don't get it. I wonder I if, uh, I mean, had, this is just... They had four four-stars uh, two years ago, and they had uh, two last year, and they got one this year. And uh, it's, it's weird, man. It's... Uh, what what has happened recruiting wise, and and you know they're not playing any of those kids now because they're playing no. grandpas and uh, you know <laughs> doctors, uncles, and everything else. But uh, it's uh, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder who's uh, what you know that was supposed to be his deal, right? He was yeah. supposed to be a recruiting phenomenon, and uh, that hasn't uh, that hasn't been happening lately. That's for sure. I wonder if they were hurt in particular by this is me talking out loud. I wonder if they were hurt in particular by not being able to do in-person recruiting, just like I'm sure Fleck, I'm for, I'm sure Fleck is better at that with his, I'm sure his message sells better when he's in person. And when they lost some of that in-person time during the pandemic, I wonder if that, I wonder if that explains at least some of it, but that should not explain all. I don't know what it is, but, but it is to me when you look at it and say, okay, you'd think he was, you know, you think he has this national impact, right. but he obviously doesn't. <laughs> so uh, no. anyway, uh, it's uh, it is a it's a puzzle how they, how this occurred though, how they got so uh, you know Abraham missed one game, but uh, you know, uh, 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 you know I I don't know I was this this has caught me completely by surprise, but after watching, you know, we've had a few of these. I mean, Mace. You know, Mace's biggest victory ever, what was at Penn State, right? When they were very yes. highly rated, was that his, that his biggest one? I think they turned around and lost to Indiana. They did. Yeah, like they that. sure did. So this has been kind of a tradition, that's for sure. Yes. But Mace, you know, Mace's, you know, Mason at about this point in his, in his career here was like, he'd had, he'd had about, three, four pretty good years in a row. And then it went in the tank and they couldn't play defense anymore. And I, I think when you watch this team, you play defense right now, you say, yeah, are we on the same trajectory here? What's, uh, what's, yeah. the deal? How, how come they can't, uh, how come they can't defend? I, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a guy, you know, when you're very uh, spotty, uh, when you can't pass offensively and you can't, Stop the pass defensively. That's an issue. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, anyway, problem. I don't know. Well, you mentioned this becoming uh, a Vikings town again. They didn't play obviously this weekend, but they still managed to gain ground. Let's let's talk quick about Packers losing to the Washington Commanders. You just assumed that the Packers would get oh. 
their act together win that game. And they were, in fact, ahead, I think, 14 to three in that game at one point. And then everything kind of falls apart. They lose 23, 21. Washington had been up 23, 14. And then Green Bay got a late touchdown, actually had the ball in desperation time. And again, I think the second game in a row ends with Rogers on the turf after trying this, uh, you know, kind of the whole lateral play. And he winds up with the ball again and just gets flattened. And that's the end of the game. But he's trying to tell everybody, you know, not, not his, not his relaxed speech again, but he's, what did he say? He's, you know, he's he's saying, we're going to be okay. He can still make the playoffs, stuff like that. Like, I don't know about that, Aaron. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> he said, after, I bel- he said, I'm not, not worried. That Buffalo was his message. Beat you 42 to six. No, Buffalo. he said, he said, maybe that's the best thing for him. Patrick he said uh, this week, nobody's going to give us a chance going to Buffalo on Sunday, Sunday football. Shoot. Yeah. That might be the best thing for us. Mm, yeah, I don't know well, about that. He's just babbling, but he's, he came back. I said it from day one. I you were right. Think, you I nailed it. They were this, I don't think they're going to be this bad. But uh, I said he came back for the money. He didn't. Uh, the the fact that Devontae, I I thought when he signed, it was part of a package that guaranteed Devontae Adams would be coming back. It did not. You know, then then they just let him go. And when I see when he had to pass on, he had to know that when he signed that they weren't going to keep him. So he just came back from the money. And now those dummies, they got sick. They got the guy that they drafted number one. I mean, in the first round, not number one, Jordan Love, he's going to leave there without ever having played, right? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're probably not going to pick up his option, right? So he's he's going to be there. He's going to be there four years, never played. I I would guess that uh, Brian Gutekunst is going to take the fall for this, wouldn't you? And because uh, yeah. he's more likely to get fired than uh, Lafleur is with Lafleur's record. Record, although I don't know, Wisconsin fires guys like that over there now. So what the hell? <laughs> right, right. Maybe he'll get fired too. But uh, yeah, it is funny. I mean, they've had you know, Favre started playing well in '94. Was it '92? So, I think '92. '92. So it's basically 30 years. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, they've had a few slip ups, but. Uh, 30 years of uh, excellent quarterbacking. Rodgers got hurt and missed a year, but uh, missed quite a bit of a year when Anthony Barr hurt him here. 2017, uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, 30 years, and uh, they've been spoiled over there. I got news for you. This is a a train wreck now. This looks like – didn't they – pop up pop back and go three and 13 or something one year didn't they have a terrible year uh with Favre, and then they came back and yeah you know, <clears throat> he might have gotten hurt <clears throat> no he never got that. hurt it was they had one awful year it was awful like year. 2001 and maybe and it looked like it was over and then they came back and uh you know was were pretty good but yeah this has been going on a long time and uh, it's a Packer Viking fans. Uh, Viking fans feel even better about the Vikings being five and one when they look across and see the Packer train wreck that's uh, finally occurred. Now, those of us who are old, of course, remember their 20 years when they didn't make the playoffs. So they didn't yes. have a winning season for 20 years. So this is not a first for us. And I've always said uh, this vicious uh, Packers Vikings rivalry. Uh, basically didn't really, really start till 94 with uh, 92 or three when, when far made yeah. them good again. Yeah. And the, then the Vikings were pretty good with Denny. So that's, that's when it started, but there were 20 years there where, you know, the, the, we didn't, 
we didn't spend that much time worrying about the Packers. So anyway, no, that's true. No, I, mean, I think the re- the season you were referring to, I was just looking it up quick. They went, uh, so they had made the playoffs four years in a row with Favre from 2001 to 2004. Then they went four and 12 in okay. 2005. Then they were eight and eight in 2006, then 13 and three yeah. in 2007. And after that, they moved on from Favre and went to the, Aaron Rodgers era, which was quite good for, you know, they made playoffs eight years in a row, won a Super Bowl in there, but uh, two, yeah. home, uh, two home home field losses in the NFC yes. title game, though, the last two years, that was the, uh, that was the big opportunity. And uh, right. Is, and, and with what they're paying him and the way he's playing, they can't get rid of him. They can't move him this off season. Nobody will take him. I don't think. Not yeah. At and those he's, price, not at that price. Yeah, and it was right? just like no, and like I said at the, when I was kind of joking about it, but he, he thought the the body language has been bad all year. But he, he was caught on camera multiple times. I was watching the second half of that game multiple times, just frustrated, saying, "What are we doing? What are we even doing?" Lip <laughs> lip reading. It's very easy. One of them there was a, I think there was an expletive thrown into one of them. Like he's just like, I don't know if he's upset at what the receivers are doing, what kind of plays are being run. I don't know what the problem was, but you know when you get caught doing that that's a i don't know i don't know he's they, uh i mean they, they let Devontae adams go and then they the traded guy, him yeah yeah i mean they traded him but then this shandling whatever whatever the guy the hyphenated name guy oh yeah i mean he he could drive you crazy by dropping passes but why they let him go yeah he's in kansas city he can't be making any money what what did what why do they this collection of wide receivers is a disgrace? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and then, then the, the, the guy they take the plunge out is, um, you know, God help them, some wide receiver from North Dakota State. They throw 50 passes a year up there, for goodness sakes. You know, I mean, they're, they're a running team. And, uh, you know, okay, with Trey Lance, they threw, he didn't play enough to know and Wentz threw some, but, uh, but, how can you okay oh this here's our gift to you uh christian watson from north dakota state what a you know what a mess they have over there and uh uh our 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 fellas uh, look like geniuses by comparison i mean look at it how are the vikings not going to own this division for about four years Uh, right i mean the bears are terrible bears are terrible And, and the lions the Lions came back and played their hearts out again. I I watched I watched two plays in the Lions game. They ran it. I, I clicked over. I hadn't been watching much TV. I clicked over. They threw this nice little tight end screen, right? About 20 yards down okay. to the one. Down to the one. They could have reviewed it to see if he actually scored. They didn't. They handed the ball to Jamal Williams, the guy who used to be with the Packers. Yeah. And he and he lost a fumble for the first time in his six-year NFL career at the one-yard line. <laughs> and the Lions is that that was the Lions. That was the Lions Sunday. And after that, they just disappeared and got their rear end kicked. But it's uh, I mean, they're just a train wreck. And the Bears are Bears are as bad as they've been in ever in the last. 15 years they're always bad but uh you know they popped up and a couple of times and 
you know, and had Lovey's defense and won a couple of games. But there's this division is people make fun of the AL Central. This division is just as bad, that's for sure. It is bad. Um, we don't need to talk about the wild too much, but that's been pretty bad so far. The wolves been a little spotty, but uh, they got, I think they, they got the kind of win they needed yesterday. Um, well, they got Edwards going. Yesterday. They got Edwards going. They got, you know, a comfortable win against one of these <laughs> bad teams. They've been, you know, I don't think Utah is all that bad. So maybe that loss doesn't, no, doesn't look that all that bad, bad anyway, but. I, I was there. That was a bad loss, man. They came out and played. The the most telling guy. I I went in and and um, grabbed um, uh, Val. Uh, what you call it? The defensive player we had, like Vanderbilt. Yeah. After the game, and he said, "I said, how do you know? Forty one points in the first quarter. They they looked great. I mean, they Russell was running it, and making little jumpers, and feeding guys, right. and beating them down the court. And I said, what happened? And he said. All we had to do is get back on defense because they can't beat us. They can't score on us in their set offense. And, uh, you know, it was late at night and you couldn't expand on that. But that sounds to me like what the word's going to be on this team around the, on the league that they still, you know, at least to start this season, they can't figure out what they're doing when the ball slows down and they're not, uh, they, their ball movement in that game was terrible. And after the first quarter, and uh, that was, a, that was a bad loss because that, that team is not as terrible as we thought, but uh, you know, go bear gets 23 rebounds and you get beat. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and the overtime of that game was disgusting. Yes. Russell and towns just played a two man game. And a limited Edwards never got a shot. No, 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 was on the bench. Never got off the bench. I don't know, Finchy. I don't know about Finchy. You know what you're gonna. You know you sit there and watch that train wreck for five minutes and don't don't substitute. Don't do anything. Uh, I, I and then then you say, well, the ball got sticky. I'm sick of hearing about the ball getting sticky. <laughs> right. Who's, Whose job is it to keep the ball from getting sticky? To come up with something to prevent sticky? Okay, you know. Let the ball do the work. Maybe let the coach do the work, too. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. You know, before the game, uh, uh, he does a little press conference. You know, his pregame press conference. He seems coherent and everything's fine. After the game, man, he's got like 28 things going through his head. You can see that when he's trying to answer questions, he's still trying to figure out what went right. He's got like three things going on in his head. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Even last night, I mean, they go out and they just blow their doors off in the first quarter again. And by the, you know, the second half, there's a, what, the end of the third quarter, they're three ahead for a while there. So, uh uh, something's happening at halftime with this team and it ain't good. I don't know what it is, but well, uh, I think the big thing is these teams that they're playing against, at least initially, um, Wolves have to figure out how they're going to defend teams when they go small. Yes, that's how, that's yes. how Utah killed them in yes. that fourth quarter and overtime is like you, if you've got Gobert and towns on the court at the same time, and they thought this yeah. was going to be how teams attack them, especially in closing situations. How do you keep teams from just raining down open threes when you get the drive yes. and kick game going? Because Towns is just not used to defending that way. And yeah. Gobert has always been 
a bit of a liability and kind of that, you know, what do they call it? The four out offense where you got everybody kind of standing in the corners and yeah, he's, he's a great a rim protector, but he's he, not going to chase. He's not a pick and roll defender. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, they shot 53s that team and Clarkson made seven. Right. And, uh, and they made 20 yeah. of them. Yeah, they did make 20, but they were wide open. Yes, too, that's the problem. And, you know what? They were also wide open uh, in the opener of Oklahoma City. They yes. just didn't make them. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't lock in last night. I missed some of the game, and I don't know if they defended a little better or not. But you're right. It's going to be. It's probably a bigger problem offensively. Figure. I mean, defensively, figuring out how to play these guys together than offensively. I think you just made a good point there. So, what? Uh, I I did have this thought though, Mike. Okay. What if this doesn't work? Uh huh. <laughs> what if this doesn't work? And what if you end up giving away the 18th overall pick and then the 10th overall pick and then the 8th overall pick and then the 5th overall I, pick by the time it's over? You know, I, what if, I think what if this doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think even if it doesn't work, it won't. It won't be broken to the degree that you're talking about. I think it'll be broken to the degree of. I think this. I, I think even if this doesn't "quote unquote" work, this is probably still a playoff team or at least a play-in team. Like I don't. I think they're. I think their their floor is pretty high with this group because they have enough players, they have enough depth, they have enough really good players to withstand an injury or two, you know, like a, a minor injury or two things along the way. Like I, I, I have a hard time imagining them losing, you know, to the degree where they'd be giving away lottery picks. But you're right. Like if. If I'm wrong about that, this could be a complete disaster because then you've given yes. away, you know, Walker Kessler, who looks like he looks like he might be all right, and then all these other future picks. And you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he they're conceding. That, I'm sure they're conceding that the 2029 pick could be, you know, <laughs> could be pretty good at some point. But they're probably banking on 23, 25, and 27. I think is was the other ones they're giving up, uh, not being so so hurtful. Yeah, and even uh, you know. Even by their standards, it would be disaster if it doesn't work. Yes. But what I think the key is, in the opener, Edwards went four for 17. In the second game, they ignored him. So uh, getting him saying, okay, here's the question to me, though. If, if Edwards is going to go get 30 and get all those shots and look as good as he did last night, uh, how's Cat going to uh, take – getting 15 and being the the complimentary facilitator you know, yeah the, the second guy i mean he he's gonna do that and you know october he'll be fine but when they're naming the all-star team and he isn't even mentioned as a possibility uh that's uh, there's a massive raging ego in that guy and uh how how you know but they need edwards to be great for yes. them to be to beat their expectations, and Cat uh, being, you know, I, I don't know. He's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this, to say yes. the least. Uh, to say the least. How about the the way he came out though for the fourth quarter with uh, four bench guys and Edwards was uh, kind of interesting. What was the message there? I don't know. Fourth quarter, but uh, they played great. So. I'm glad to see that they had Nas Reed sit the whole first game. They did, yeah. Dude, he's going to, you know, between Gobert and Towns, they're going to miss 30 games in some form, right? Right. Somebody's going to do something. 
uh, they, they can't just write him off which no. uh, and not play him. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's talent here, but damn, make one of these easy. Don't, yeah. I mean, okay, three, don't, you know, don't be fighting for your lives against the Thunder twice. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, come on, because the Thunder's goal is to go 18 and 64. That's yes. what they're trying to accomplish, you know. So, yes, they even sat uh, Gilgus Alexander last night, so they're, they're already. You know, uh, it's, bad, it's a bad time to be playing these teams, though. Because they don't know, you know, like said, bad time to be playing San Antonio here three times in the next four games too, because they don't know how bad they are yet either. Right. You, you like to play them in the like two months into the season when they know they stink, or at the <laughs> very end, or at the very end when they know exactly end. what they're playing for for draft yeah, position. Because yeah. yeah. then it's like, yeah, then it's pretty obvious they're like, ah, did not play their best seven guys, uh, toe injury, <laughs> yeah. a fingernail, yeah. uh, you know all the. Yes. The BS injury reports that come out. Well, but they're you know they're interesting. That's that's one thing. I mean, this guy Gobert is as advertised. Man, what's a, what do you have? He's got how many rebounds has he got? Like fifty, right? In three yeah, games? he gets a lot. He gets he's all over the boards. I mean, that's at least the one thing they probably wouldn't have to worry about if they got to go going against Memphis again in the playoffs. They wouldn't get killed on the offensive glass again like they did uh, last series because that was the big thing. And whether that's a a little bit of an overreaction to one series. It was kind of a problem all year last year. They were like 28th in defensive rebounding. So they needed to get bigger. Yeah. The, uh, the frittering away leads was. Yes. Uh, that was know, a problem too. I mean, that's an NBA thing. Okay? Yes. That's an NBA thing, but it shouldn't become your, it shouldn't become your team trademark. <laughs> yes. You're in trouble. You know, there's nothing wrong with winning an easy one against a bad team. No. Well, really quick, Patrick. Um, uh, Sunday was kind of an unofficial holiday for Minnesota fans because not only did the Packers lose, but the Yankees eliminated. Yes. They're two, the two big evil teams, both, uh, both with crushing losses on Sunday. So we're getting, uh, getting that world series, uh, getting that world series pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, Houston uh, ends up sweeping them, came back and Yankees helped give them two runs uh, with a, Tories made a bad play and uh, uh, Houston, uh, Houston, without really swinging the bats until uh, yesterday, uh, ends up sweeping them. Houston hasn't lost yet in the postseason. Ever since Seattle frittered away that game one against them and looked like they could add him in some trouble. But uh, it's easy. It's easy. going to be easy. I know a lot of people still are mad about the garbage cans, but uh, I'd like to see Dusty get a win. Uh, and Philadelphia, there's some people complaining. I saw some people complaining about Philadelphia's sixth best record, 87 wins. Same number the Twins had, by the way, right? right. No, we had five, right? 85. Yeah, 85 and 77 that year. Five. Yeah. Well, I here's my theory. Okay, I'm not a big fan of this, but I as long as they stay at six, I can handle it because of two buys. But uh, how, how come this is a is a as a bad mark for baseball when a sixth place team makes the Stanley Cup Finals? We celebrate them. You know? Right, I mean, what, great what, underdog story. What, what's wrong with upsets? What's wrong right. with upsets? I mean, that's what they've set up a system now. Uh, listen, TV money's tied to the playoffs. Even if they don't get big ratings, the you know the, the regular season games nationally get no ratings. So TV wants playoffs. You're going to give them playoffs. This is the new system. Six teams going into the playoffs. Uh, numerically, it works. 
And uh, people are saying, well, they took five days off. They're rusty or something. Well, yeah, invite them. to. So so tell the number one seed, would you rather play this uh, three-game series or would you rather have the time off? You got yeah. your choice, would right? You? So uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's what we got. And Philadelphia just played great. You know, what, what can you do? Bryce Harper be decided to become the Bryce Harper he was supposed to be eight years ago. And uh, that ball he hit yesterday to win that game was phenomenal on a rainy, lousy, sloppy day in Philadelphia. Right. And, uh, and then Houston wins, and now we sit around and wait till Friday for the World Series. But, uh, you know, I don't have uh, I don't have any problem with it. Philadelphia and Houston probably won't do uh, big big ratings, but who cares? This is this is how it turned out, and it's fine. So I and, uh, one one really hot team and one team that's uh, won 106 games. So I, I don't have any problem with uh, with either. But and uh, the ricey jinx did not occur because I wrote about Ryan Presley on uh, I wrote a column about Ryan Presley and he saved the game last night. He did not fritter it. He did not fritter it away. And uh, he's uh, his life has improved uh, a little since I was talking to him in a parking lot down there in 2017 and he, and he had a used truck and uh, was a single guy. And now he's had two kids with a famous former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, Cat Rogers. And uh, he's got a $30 million two year contract. So uh, he's really a good guy and uh, he's easy to root for if you know him and where he's come from, where he's, you know, he was, he always had the good stuff, but he was spotty with the twins. He'd have those down stretches and then he'd be pretty good. And, uh, and meanwhile, uh, we ended up with Alcala and Celestino, the twins ended up with them for him. And, uh, right now it's not an even trade, but these guys wouldn't pay 30 million for a relief pitcher. We know that. So no, anyway. no, they wouldn't. They don't shop at the bullpen Dior store. Generally, <laughs> they I think you can just slap them together, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, two towns. It is funny how uh, you, you worry about baseball, but when one of your towns gets involved in it, you know, we, we both know, know Terry Robbins, Arnie's wife, and Arnie, you know, and she came up with the uh, Homer Hanky. And right. basically, uh, I've told her when I've seen her that she ruined uh, postseason baseball because uh, every one of these teams, you go to a postseason game, you have to stand up like an idiot and wave that wave up towel instead of actually sit down and watch the damn ball game uh, as i used to scream at people at the metrodome sit out and watch the ball game you morons and if somebody does something stand up and yell okay baseball we don't this ain't football okay sit out and watch the ball game nobody ah they're all waving the towels if you get to two strikes you get beat eight to two in the fifth and you get the two strikes. You got to stand up and wave your towel. What's wrong <laughs> with you morons? It's baseball. Watch their tape of the 1965 world series. Those people knew how to behave. They sat and watched the game. And then if something happened, they applauded robustly. Okay. That's, that's baseball. Let's uh, stop waving towels. Sit down. Would not be. The end of a Monday daily delivery without a get off my lawn uh, rant <laughs> from you, Patrick. But uh, I think That's we've reached right. the end of our uh, we've reached the end of our show. Uh, for those of you wanting more wild talk, Sarah McClellan will join me on uh, Tuesday's show to to break down what's going on with that team. Only one 
victory so far this season, which is a which is a problem. I got one more little rant. Do it. Uh, we had to read all about the glory days of the WCHA again because North Dakota was in town. Shut up. You know, you also had very mediocre towns coming to teams coming it's fine to play a two-game series with north dakota but each time we don't have to get a lecture about what the wcha used to be when it was an 18 league okay when it became a 12 team league bemidji god love bemidji bemidji's coming to town really i don't know about you i'd rather have notre dame come to town or michigan come to town shut up about the old wcha two rants for the price of one yes today mike and I, right. i'm probably guilty of the uh the wcha was the best uh nostalgia so uh, i will i will uh, i will the think on what you just fading. said the, the crowds were the regular season crowds were fading be, while the wcha still existed okay so okay. And they, yes all right thanks patrick bye-bye see you later